We are so excited that Grubbly Farms has a starter grower feed. They just introduced Grubbly Little Packs for chicks age 0 to 20 weeks. Grubbly Farms is thrilled to introduce the first ever starter grower feed that mimics a chicken's natural diet using insects and plants. Unlike other feeds, every peck is purposefully packed with sustainably grown grub protein and farm fresh ingredients that chickens naturally love. For our 2021 chicks, we will be feeding our little ones the way nature intended, with grubs, plants, vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to help them grow strong, healthy, and happy. And you can too. This feed is non-medicated, corn-free, soy-free, and fish-free. And it's non-GMO. Get this delivered to your door just in time for your new flock members. Go to grublyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I made myself a wine spritzer because it's so hot today Mm. and I'm celebrating that because it's nice (laughs) to be warm. For yes. once. <laughs> Indeed. So it's just a little simple syrup and some Sprite and white wine. And it's good. It's a good refreshing summer beverage. And you can kind of customize it to however you're liking. Sometimes I put gin in it. I kept it light today. <laughs> that is pretty boozy if you add some gin to it. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Did you open over there? So I opened one of my guilty pleasures that is non-alcohol related. So it is a Starbucks triple shot energy, Mm. extra strength. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's a cold French vanilla beverage. And I usually try to keep a couple in the fridge because my husband's in this bad habit. Like where he, you know. Even since the pandemic. Like, he's never, like, missed a day at work outside of, like, PTO. He goes to the gas station every morning. And this is, like, this would be his toxic trait. (laughs) And he gets, like, donuts and he gets pop. And he just gets all of his stuff and snacks for the day. All the sugary goodness. So I try to keep a couple of these in the house to prevent us from slightly overpaying at the gas station. So he has them if he wants them. Unfortunately, I think he's just in that routine and they sit in the fridge, which, but that means like I get one when I want it. So Nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of good because I do need to be productive when we're done today. I decided to opt for caffeine instead of alcohol. Nice. I like it. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there isn't. Mm. Our drink feed this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, and she is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. And we're so excited for today's mini-sode to share your can't evens. We have a voicemail, which always makes me so happy when we have somebody calling in to tell their farm story via voicemail. We also have a written farm story, so we got a lot of goodies for you guys today. If your can't even isn't in here, I am so sorry. 
Keep in mind, we're recording this a little bit in advance. <laughs> and Facebook did this new thing where, like, it doesn't sort by the most recent oh. in the group anymore. It used to have that option. It doesn't anymore. Yeah. So if I don't see it, like, in real time and save it or it doesn't come up in the search, please don't be offended if I don't share it. Because at this point, it's just by dumb luck. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, Facebook. But anyways, the first one today is about, like, my least favorite creature on this earth. I think. Mm. And Karen posted this in our group. And she says, um, let's be very careful checking our cornfields this season, shall we? Hashtag can't even. And it's an article from Women's Health. And the title is Woman Swallowed by Python as she checked on her cornfield. Oh my gosh. So we'll link to all of the stuff today in the show notes. So read the full article. But in summary, a woman in Indonesia... Thank God it's Indonesia. We're <laughs> not America. Because I'm very scared of snakes. And I don't think we have big ones around here. Not like pythons. <laughs> we don't. Thank God. No. But Indonesia does, unfortunately. Yes. So if you're listening in Indonesia, like, I just think you're such a brave person. Just automatically for being, living with these snakes. <laughs> but anyways, a woman in Indonesia was swallowed whole... By a python, as she checked on her cornfields last week, according to the Washington Post, citing the Jakarta Post, the woman's name was Watiba and lived on Muna Island off the coast of Sulawesi. A hundred villagers from the Parasipan Laila... Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Laila. Searched the area. So that's so nice of the community to come together to look for her. But they did find a 23-foot-long snake with a very swollen belly. Aww. So the villagers killed the snake, cut it open, and found her inside. Aww. So not a happy ending, but it is a reminder. I mean, even if you're in America and you don't have big-ass snakes, you might have rattlesnakes or some other kind of poisonous snake in your region. And this time of year, they do like to come out and, you know, live their best lives. So just be careful of snakes and all other creatures, really, too. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things out there. There are a lot of critters that want to kill you <laughs> if you encroach on their space. So just be careful. But, Karen, thank you for posting something that will be guaranteed to give me nightmares. Appreciate it. <laughs> Our next can't even is from Sarah, and she says, here's my can't even this morning. Super happy to be past the latest hard freezes, but I'm not sure that's how I'd describe it. Figured you guys would appreciate this one, though. So this is a screenshot from a weather app called WT Forecast. And I actually, this reminded me that I need to re-download this and put it on my phone. <laughs> me too. So what it does is it tells you the weather in very great descriptions and <laughs> this particular description says the sun is shining like a diamond in a goat's ass yes and it's pretty great that's it's a great way to get the weather so i think i'm going to switch back to that app again <laughs> yeah i mean a diamond in a goat's ass just really paints a picture especially if you have goats yeah i imagine it's super sparkly yes and very surprising <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one was posted by Chelsea in our Facebook group, and she says, Is your wife constantly shopping on Amazon? Is your house becoming a fire hazard due to all the empty Amazon boxes? 
I might be guilty of this personally. <laughs> Have you been trying to save up for that new fishing boat, but your wife spends all your money on Amazon? Are you tired of tripping over packages day in and day out? I've got the bird to solve your problem. This guy will scare off every Amazon driver. He doesn't discriminate either. He'll take care of UPS, USPS, FedEx, Jehovah's Witnesses, process servers, you name it. You can take this guy home for the low, low price of 30 bones and be on your way to buying that brand new Lund with a 250 horsepower Yamaha four-stroke. And she does add that it's not her post. <laughs> I'm guessing she found it in a group, but it's really funny. <laughs> it is funny. We've shared other funny posts like that before, too. I just enjoy those. Like, if you're going to sell something on Facebook, why not get a little creative with the description? Because it certainly makes it unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> and relatable. Yes. <laughs> Our next can't even is another one from Karen. And she says, today's can't even... Yes, our group is in danger of being shut down for using the correct name for this tool. The alternative names people are coming up with are great, but it looks like the admins are leaning towards Garden Ho, but it's spelled H-O-E-U-X. <laughs> <laughs> Earth Hooker was my favorite suggestion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a picture of a garden hoe. Yeah. But apparently Facebook has flagged that as hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, so I, I I guess I get it. Like, if someone was coming at me and calling me a garden hoe, <laughs> I'd be a little mad because I'd feel like they were trying to insult me. That's what the block button's for as well. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's what the block button is for as well. But I, it, it's funny. This is, these are, like, the kinds of growing pains that social media is going to go through because they use bots instead of people. Because, like, imagine uh -huh. how many people they'd have to hire. So, like, you, they just got to train the robot. And once they train the robot, like, it won't flag those anymore. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's real. Like, I think the admin of the group commented on it in our group and was like, yeah, yeah, we're trying to figure something out. And <laughs> just like, oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is where we're at in the world <laughs> garden hoe <laughs> I don't know somebody card called me a garden hoe depending on how the structure of the sentence was I'd probably at least giggle before I hit the black button personally that's true but I can understand the growing pains there absolutely yep. <laughs> couple of garden hoes with this podcast yeah okay I can see how that might be a little <laughs> offensive <laughs> I just can't stop laughing that's so funny so thank you, Karen, for sharing that. It was definitely a good laugh. Mm -hmm. So this next one's from Vanessa. And she said, well, my first thought was, oh, man, Bev should see this. Now I'm trying to figure out how I can accomplish this with goats or chickens or cats. Either way, this is awesome and hilarious. And she posted an article from Take a Walk Through the Woods with Llamas during this one-of-a-kind experience in Virginia. So this is kind of like your idea for the donkey walks, but with llamas. Yep. Yeah. So fun. Love it. Love it. Oh, It would be cool to do that, but I feel like goats wouldn't be very good at this. I don't know. Because they're easily distracted by forage. They are. Yeah, so they'd probably just be stopping to eat a lot. But if you could get one to keep moving fast, they would all follow because goat FOMO. Yes. Oh, man. We get goat FOMO here at least daily, and sometimes it really upsets the cow. Yeah. It's like, why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> if 
FOMO. Goat FOMO. All right. The next one is from Cindy. And she says, this isn't really farm related, but can't even. This came up as an ad on my Facebook feed. What the heck am I going to do in a world of Facebook algorithms that made this a thing for me? Creepy much? Uh. (laughs) And it is store your loved one's ashes in a 3D printed urn in the shape of their head. Nope. Yeah, this is a nope for me. Like, I understand we all grieve in different ways. I get that. I respect that. This is definitely not how I grieve. (laughs) Me either. So it is a nope for me. But the the weird part is, though, like the 3D printed urn, like it just it looked like a cheap Barbie doll head. Like that didn't look like a person. Right. Or it looks like one of those uh, like cosmetology mannequin heads. Yes. That's a better description. Yeah. It does look like a Barbie head, too. Like a life-size Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. But then it also takes me down the, like, the the wormhole of, like, the sex dolls. Oh, gosh. Like, the life-size ones. Yeah. Where it's, like, it, it's trying to look human, but it's not. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely just confirm that's a nope for me. But, you know. I, I think that that's why it's a nope, because it's trying to look human. Your brain is, like, automatically wired to be suspect of anything that's trying to be human, but is clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a defense mechanism. <laughs> we have also started watching Westworld over here. We're super late to the game. It's on HBO. And it's basically about, like, robots that look like humans, too. Oh. So, yeah, I think that's another. Like, is it real? Is it human? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next one is from Sarah. And she said, my can't even beats your can't even today. The things you see in Claremont, New Hampshire. And I'm not sure which store this is. It's a TSC. Is it a TSC? Okay. Yep. They're walking their sheep into TSC. And it's so cute. Yeah. Fun fact, you can take pretty much any animal into TSC as long as it's like on a leash. (laughs) so walk your goats into tsc just don't let them have goat fomo in there they'll knock a lot of stuff over we definitely have taken a silky chicken to rural king because santa was there but and i wanted her to get a picture with santa but santa ended up having an upset stomach and was not there when we went so she got to ride around in the car and then in the cart, and she had, like, a Christmas bandana on. So I think she had a good time, but she didn't get to meet Santa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is from Katie, and she says, I can't. I just can't even. And it's a calf with Dumbo ears, and it's so adorable. It kind of looks like a calf mixed with that Damascus goat. Yes. Like, while it's cute, while it's cute. Yes. But these are, I'm pretty sure this is a Brahmin... I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. A Brahmin cow or a calf. Yeah. And they have huge ears. And in this TikTok video, like it's jumping around and it's oh. all over the place. And it's so cute. But they're not as cute when they get bigger. Oh, yeah. Just like yeah. that Damascus goat. <sighs> but fun fact, I was watching the rodeo last night and my husband was like, why do all those bulls have humps on their backs? Do all bulls have humps on their backs? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure no. I think it's just the Brahmins. And like I Googled it. And most rodeo bulls are crossbred with Brahmins. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, because they like to buck around, I guess, and get yeah. wild. Just like this calf does. Fair enough. So maybe there's something to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's it for can't evens. Anything that I missed today, again, I'm sorry if I missed you, but... It also might be that it's just going to be in the next month's episode. So make sure you check that out next month when it comes out. 
Wish you could ask us your questions, share your can't evens, or tell your farm story to us out loud. You can do that now by calling and leaving us a voicemail. Just call 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM, if you've been putting off typing your farm story because you don't want to. That just takes too much time. Well, now you can call us and just tell us about it. We love to play these voicemails on the minisodes like the one you're listening to right now, but obviously we will still take your stories, questions, and can't evens in written form as well. Bottom line, we just want to hear from you. So make sure you call us and leave us a voicemail at 401-426-FARM. Now it's time for farm stories. Yay! And we do have that voicemail. So I'm pulling that up right now so you guys can enjoy. And it is from our friend Vanessa. So here we go. Ladies, it's Vanessa with Six Paws Farm Animal Sanctuary. Um, I have a farm story, but I guess it could also be an I can't even. Um, So like many uh, farms that have barns that have food for their animals, um, we have been having a big mouse problem in our feed barn. Um, We've normally got barn cats staying in there. Um, but for a variety of reasons, they've been staying in our mudroom. And um, so the mice lately, over the last probably three or four months, have had free reign of our feed barn, which means they got into everything. And um, we really needed to get the barn cats back into the barn. And, I mean, these aren't just, like, these aren't just, like, field mice. These are, like, six-inch long, like, Ooh. just their bodies are six-inch long, like, rats. Like, these no. are huge. So, um, we, so the first night we put them back, the barn cats, back into the feed barn, um, we, let's see, it was an hour later, we went out to check on them to make sure everything was good, and they had already caught one mouse. It was laying right in the middle of the floor, like, as you walk in the door. So we're like, okay, this is working. Before we had gone to bed that night, they had caught three and then by the time we woke up the next morning and went and let them out of the bar, they had caught five mice. Oh, my like, gosh. Great. They're doing a great job. Well, then we put them in the next night, and they caught two of the most gigantic mice rat things, Ooh. like super rats that I have ever seen. These suckers were huge. So if anybody is out there having a mouse problem, I strongly recommend getting barn cats. Because even though I'm an animal lover and I would love to humanely trap them and release them out into the wild far away, I know they're just going to keep coming back. So I'm going to let nature take its course and let cats be cats towards mice. So that's my farm story. I encourage folks to go out and adopt some barn cats to help with their rodent problem in and around their barns, their coops, etc. So hope that was a more or less entertaining story. Thank you, ladies, for all that you do, as per usual. And uh, catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Man, that's awesome, though, that they just went, like, right to work after their yeah. little vacation. <laughs> I feel like Bustopher, my main barn cat, he's a pretty lazy barn cat. But Felix... Our younger barn cat that I got from my grandparents' farm back in December, he likes to go to work. So I'm hoping between the three cats that are in there, once Olive, my 
other barn cat that is pregnant right now once she has her kittens and is done raising her kittens I'm hoping she'll contribute as well but she's keeping her confined right now because I don't know her due date and I don't want kittens in my hayloft yeah so she's in kitty jail like with a couple of very large dog crates, like, tied together. <laughs> but we don't know when she's going to have babies. So if there's anybody local in Michigan that is looking to have barn cats in, like, two months, hit me up. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be within the next week or so that she, like, gives birth. Based on what the vet was telling me. And then I only have one cat spoken for so far. So, and she said she felt at least four of them in there. Oh my gosh. So we'll see. <laughs> I can't keep them all. <laughs> I won't tell Aurora that you're having kittens. She keeps <laughs> she keeps begging for more cats. Aww. But our barn cats are not lazy barn cats. They kill everything. And they also kill everything that's not in the barn. And it's very oh. upsetting because there will be just like a bird randomly flying and they will go catch it. Yeah. And I'm like, guys you're supposed to only get the stuff that's in the barn and I feed them. I feed them well. They never skip a meal, but they don't care. They're just killers. So I've decided that two is enough because I don't want them to upset the balance of the wildlife because I like the wild birds too. And I'm not bothered by the mice as long as they're not in the barn. Right. Yeah. So it's just two cats here for now until we can (laughs) train them to not kill the wildlife. I don't know. Yeah. Felix and Bustopher are both gone after barn swallows, which I'm kind of okay with because they do swoop. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of them. So, yeah, it's they're just natural-born killers. Yeah, mine ate a female robin. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, no. Bad kitties. You guys crossed the line. <laughs> that is sad. That's Michigan State bird, too, so I'm a little offended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read our other farm story for today? Yes, I will be happy to. Okay. So this farm story is from Elise. She is one of our drink sponsors and an active member in our Facebook group. And she says, here is this evening's Can't Even in Farm Story rolled into one. It's finally light enough outside. If I get everyone to bed on time, I can do my home farm chores by myself after the kids go to bed. One of my favorite times of day because I get to take my time and enjoy the farm. Tonight, while I'm wandering around looking for a cat that hasn't come up for supper yet, I walk past Big Brown. Big Brown is our old farm truck and it immediately triggers a memory. This winter, we cleaned out our deep freeze and had a lot of very old freezer burnt meat to get rid of. We fed some to the cats and dog, but didn't want them eating all 30 pounds of meat in one setting. So we had it all in a bucket. It made its rounds from the garage to the garden shed and whatnot. It's Minnesota after all. It's cold. It wasn't going to thaw. Eventually, the garden shed wasn't safe because I let the cats in when it got really cold during the vortex. So we put the bucket of meat in the cab of Big Brown, and we doled out the steaks over time. But you know where this is going. I'm hoping my husband removed the bucket of meat. But nope. There's a five-gallon bucket of steaks and hamburger in the truck cab. It's the end of April, and I'm sure it's not hot out yet, but we did have some 70-degree days here and there. Mm. So now, my leisurely stroll around the farm was me carrying a bucket of very ripe meat, 
trying to figure out where I'm going to throw this so that the cats and dogs won't get into it and it won't attract coyotes or whatever. Should I bury it? Oh, my God, the smell. (laughs) I text my husband, hypothetically, what would a person with a bucket of rancid meat that was left in the pickup do with said bucket of meat to dispose of it? So I dumped it in the field in the furthest corner of our property where the animals don't frequent and hopefully the buzzards will find it sooner than the coyotes. Same place I stood as traffic raced by while I chucked rotten eggs into the field earlier this year. No one honked this time, at least. The cover of Near Darkness must be the best time to dispose of meat buckets. Yes, they were maggots. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Yummy. Well, Mm. I'm glad that that's not a problem anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Keep thinking, imagine if you had found it in August. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet there wouldn't even be a bucket left. It would no. have just eaten through the plastic. Oh. Or if there was, it'd just be covered in white squiggly maggots. Oh. <laughs> well, this was a pleasant mini-sode. Yeah. yeah. Great ending. You know, after talking about a python eating a woman, you know. No, and then we end on maggots. Yeah, yeah. There's giant mice. Yeah, giant mice. Yeah, yeah this is a good one. <sighs> well, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can listen to that kind of content again. <laughs> <laughs> and please download the episode when you listen because that is going to help other people find our podcast to listen to such amazing farm stories that we do really appreciate you guys sharing. And be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we'll probably read it on a regular episode and you'll be entered into a drawing. And if you'd be so kind to share this episode on Instagram in your stories, you can just take a screenshot of it while you're listening, post it in your stories and tag at Drink and Farm because we're going to send you a promo code just for this mini-sode that will give you a percentage off in the shop. And make sure you take a look at the show notes for links to all of the can't evens we talked about, our social media, our merch shop, and some other fun things. So that's it, guys. I mean... That's it. I don't think there's much more we could say after maggots. Nope. So (laughs) until next time... Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.